Okay. Well, welcome to Order and Chaos. Thank Today you. we have Paige Lindgren. She's a certified hormone specialist. I'm really excited to talk to you about cycle syncing, hormones, and all that stuff, and just learning from you. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. We also, you recently were dealing with mold, right? Yeah. Did you figure out the mold situation? So bad. I'm moving in a week. Okay. Um, I'm very excited because that's been quite the... There was mold in your apartment? How- yeah. Okay. It's this whole thing. It's not like there was this visible yeah. thing on the wall. That's like my fear. I'm always nervous places have mold and I'm getting sick from it. I just don't really Well, especially it. in Southern California when yeah. we're near the water and the like humidity or whatever. Humidity. Yeah. Do you have to do like a – like are you worried about it in your body at all? So that's how we found out. Okay. I did a bunch of blood work and he was like, oh, I was not feeling well. So I went to the doctor. Yeah. We did a bunch of tests. And he's like, you have a lot of mold in your body. So then I tested my apartment and then it all correlated. And then every mysterious illness that I've been experiencing made sense. <laughs> is there a detox process that you have to do for? Yeah. The, the main thing is just body. getting out of the place yeah. and then your body will start to detox on its own. Oh, but yeah, God. it's like binders, like charcoal and then sweating. So it's kind of like a kill bind sweat type of okay. vibe where you take either like anti Mold can cause all these things. So it can make you have SIBO, leaky gut, all these stomach things. So you kind of kill the bad bacteria with herbal stuff. Then you do binders, which can help bind the mold, bind the bad stuff. And then you go to the infrared sauna. You try to sweat as much as you can. That's crazy. Were you just like, it's crazy because I feel like you're so good about all that stuff. And then it's like, that happens. That's why it's been the weirdest thing. I'm like, I'm so like, I shouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling with my lifestyle. Right. (laughs) What's going on? Was there like a environmental? Was there a symptom that you noticed right away that was like, okay, I need to go? Honestly, it was the inflammation. I started gaining really rapid weight and water weight. I could tell it felt different and it felt very uncomfortable. And I'm like, not eating different. I'm not exercising less. Like, my clothes are not fitting. I'm trying now actively to feel better and feel less inflamed. Nothing was working. And that's when I went to the doctor. I'm like, this inflammation and brain fog, too. Yeah. Like a no no. That's scary. (laughs) So, anyways, Um, I'm moving (laughs) and then I'll be better. Where are you going to move to? Do you know yet? Brentwood. You are? Okay. Yeah. That'll be nice. And it's brand new. And, like, that's very helpful because it's a brand new complex. Yeah. Meaning, like, less chance of mold. Have you been to the Plate Fit in Brentwood? I saw you just posted about it. I love Plate Fit. Same. I've been going every single day. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Because it's so good. 27 minutes. 27 minutes. I went this morning. You did? Brentwood? Yeah. Okay, we should do a class together. It's the only way I can get myself, honestly, like, out of the house sometimes. Like, it's 27 minutes. Under a half hour. Literally. I'm like, I can, like, I have no problem getting there. I'm like, easy. I'm like, and I it's will, a good workout. It's really feel, good workout. It's so good for lymphatic drainage. Yeah. The other thing my doctor says to focus on. For detox. For detox. Okay. Lymphatic drainage. I feel it more than honestly any other workout. I agree. I'm like so 27 minutes. We love the efficiency. We love it. Okay. <laughs> so last, I don't know, it was probably two episodes ago. I had one of my friends on. And one thing we talked about, it was kind of advice to our younger selves because we're both about to turn 30. And one thing we had talked about was just figuring out our careers earlier on and being able to find our passions at a younger age. And I feel like with your background, you kind of started almost in high school is when you probably got interested. Am I right? You started an Instagram account. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And it was because you were diagnosed with, I'm going to mess up the name. So Hashimoto's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. And is that a hormonal? So basically it's an autoimmune disease. I was actually diagnosed with that when I was nine. Oh my gosh. Which is crazy. Yeah. But it wasn't I mean, I didn't ever feel great, but everything started feeling worse once hormones started coming into play, which is around high school for me. That's when a lot of people start like symptomatically having, you know, acne or the bloating or the birth control stuff. But for me, it really heightened my autoimmune condition. So it's an autoimmune condition that affects your thyroid. Wait, okay. Can I ask a dumb question? I feel like I don't know anything about this stuff, but what is the main function of the thyroid? Or like, what is this? Oh my gosh. (laughs) The main function is literally it controls everything. Everything. Okay. Mainly your hormone. It controls all your hormones. Okay. And it controls your metabolism big time. So you have hypo, hyper. Hypo means it can really slow your metabolism down, really slow everything down, your GI function, your hormone function. Okay. Hyper means the opposite. Right. And yeah, you want a really good thyroid function because- Then the rest of your body will Because I feel like I always hear it and I'm like, I don't know how mine you know, is doing. It's becoming but I think so it's common fine. Yeah. now, just more and more. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. But, anyways, 
So it really also affects your gut health. Okay. Your hormones do, your thyroid does, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. It's not only just about the food. It's like how is everything else working? Right. So I started having a lot of gut problems in high school. And that is when I started documenting on Instagram under a different username. <laughs> my name was not on it. I did not tell my friends. I had no photos. Wait, was it called <laughs> something with a T, right? So it was turmeric and tequila, but the, I, that switched the name when I was in college. In high school, it was True Food Blog because my favorite oh, restaurant okay, was True Food. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> no one knew about it, but I was just playing around with different recipes, yeah. finding how food really affected how I felt. And then I kept it up through my college journey. And then after college, I was like, okay, why am I hiding this? Like, right. a lot. Of, it started to slowly get people who were kind of dealing with similar things, asking questions or showing mm-hmm. interest. Okay, I'm going to stop hiding. <laughs> like, I love that. Start getting And then you just this. change it to your name. And then I just change it to my name. Because I'm like, okay, I love turmeric and tequila. I love the balance of it all. But realistically, I'm like, yeah, I don't drink I that much. That. <laughs> like, I love that it was like something you've like just always been passionate about and have been always. able to like really make it into your career now with even just like your TikTok videos and then becoming certified and like the hormone specialist and then also you do Matt Pilates, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Do you teach anywhere? Or like, are you doing just videos? As of now, right now I don't. Yeah. Uh, I need to be doing more videos, honestly, because I love it. I feel it. that. I feel and it, it like changed my relationship with exercise and yeah. my body and I just love it. But yeah, that's just one of those things. I'm like, you that's should, on the goal for the You year. should do like a event or like a little like pop-up like class. It would you be teach so in fun. Person. Should I do that? I should yeah. That. It would be like a cute little wellness event. It would be so fun. I want to also talk about recently on your TikTok, you're talking about slow girl era and yes. healthy hormone summer. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that because I am here for the slow girl summer. I'm just like, or slow girl era. Yeah. Because in general, era. <laughs> I just want I want to be like the rest of my life. I'm tired. I just want to like chill right now. Yeah. So what is the slow girl era? For me, I just think like I look back and again, my audience where I'm at in our 20s, whatever the past many years, at least my friends who I see, mm-hmm. we've been just running ourselves to the ground. People like they wake up, they see how long they can fast and then they work out and they run themselves to the ground even with work. I mean, I'm yeah. guilty of it, you know, wanting to just strive and strive. But why are we all not feeling that great? Why is every girl I know like, oh, I have stomach issues. Oh, I'm having hormonal issues. Oh, I have period issues. Like we can't say that <laughs> us running ourselves to the ground doesn't correlate with yeah. how bad we're feeling. I mean, I feel like there was just so much of the hustle, the girl boss, yes. thing, like all that. And we're just like, we're done. We're done it's with like it. We're like tired. Weird, when people... Like, when I really think about it, I feel so strongly about both. Yeah. Yes. I think it's so great, like, <laughs> to be a boss. Like, that's whatever. But let's do it in, like, alignment with our cycles. Let's do yeah. it with awareness that it doesn't need to be 24-7. It's not going to be sustainable for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. if we keep it up at the pace that we've been going. Yeah. So we need to slow it down. We need to incorporate rest. We need to, like, do it with our cycles. And honestly, like, that's going to make us feel healthier and that's going to make it longevity for our careers. No, I feel that. that. I feel like when probably like a couple years ago, I would be doing all nighters trying to get work done, like yeah. working my full time job, but then also doing a side hustle. And like uh-huh. I would there would be times where I was like running on like three hours of sleep and I could just do it. But now looking back, I'm like, why and how? And, and like, like, I can't do that now. No, you can do it for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I see it and people are like, well, it works for me. I'm like, sure, it works for you now. Yeah. But like, it's not going no, to forever. I like my it's sleep. It's going to hit you with either symptoms, your health, mental burnout, whatever. It's going to hit you. Everyone can do it for a certain amount of time yeah. until the crash comes. No. You know, no one can do that lifestyle forever. I'm here for the slow girl era. I am too. And then, okay, healthy hormone summer. Yes. Okay, what's our healthy hormone summer looking like? Like it correlates back to the slow girl era. I really think we need to slow down and that's going to help our hormones. A better focus on sleep. Our cortisol drives our hormone balance. When we're living in that fight or flight, go, 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 our cortisol is in this constant raised state. When it's raised for too long, it drops. We have no cortisol. That basically makes us have adrenal fatigue. And that's when you hear of people like, I can't get out of bed. I have no motivation. My fatigue is so bad. It's weird because truly my biggest hormone tip is steady cortisol slowing down, which people I don't think necessarily would think. But so it correlates with the slow girl era. But 
it's also about being in nature more, getting more sun, laughter with friends. That stuff people don't realize balances your hormones, literally. Right. Yeah. Like it does. It's like enjoying life. Yeah. And like actually taking the time to like take those moments in and not just rushing through everything. I feel like right. we're always in a rush and we're just trying to get places and get always. things done. And it's like, and then like break. you finally get home from work or whatever and you're on TikTok and it's this overstimulation. Oh my gosh. Up until going to bed and you do it again. I feel like I'm on my phone. Like we all work off our phone now that it's like I'm glued to it. Whatever I'm doing, whether I'm like working or trying to make plans or even just checking the weather. I'm always just like, looking at my phone for information and things. Right. And I'm like, I need to put it away. It's and, like, so take bad. Time to, like, and then, take- oh, it's just so bad, especially when it's our jobs. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot. Like there's not really a generation really above us who we can ask for advice on right. like to navigate this. Because TikTok is so new. Having social media be as big as it is is so new. We don't know the consequences of being on our phone. That's what I'm curious. I'm like, what's this impact going to do for us in in our 40s, 50s? Honestly, I I talked to my roommate about this. We're like, we feel like we're getting dumb. Like, I my I feel it actually in my brain. When I have to voice over TikTok or whatever, I cannot speak. I have to re-record it so many times because a part of my brain just like doesn't connect. No, I and I'm know. like speaking gibberish. And I think this has to do with like like we're turning into mush. This is making me dumb. It's really bad, and oh I I know that, and I could see that, and I also know the blue light's not good for a oh lot gosh. of health things and cortisol and melatonin like I know that but then how do we navigate it when this is our job it's uncharted territories and we have to use it we have to we can't just be like bye even if we're only using it in normal work hours like nine to five being on like a screen is still insane that's still too much it's crazy it's it's actually awful I like (laughs) it's really bad no I literally was talking to my friend the other day and I was like part of me is like I just want to work a job that's like bartending or event production or you're like doing an activity and you're just you're not on your phone you don't have to do that you're just actually interacting with people and in person and then you go home and you don't have to worry about work I'm like that sounds nice how nice (laughs) would that be especially in depending on what your career is in it like I feel like for us at least the advice I'm given with the team I work with yeah. and all that, it's consistency. You have to be. And I've always yeah. been told you can't really take Breaks, time off yeah. because people lose interest, interest. really fast. Mm-hmm. And the algorithm's weird. And it's this weird pressure that I don't see this. There's got to be some change because if it keeps yeah. like going up and up, we're like It's just done crazy because it is really like you have to be consistent. So you mm-hmm. have to post every single day. You have to be on – and it's also – yeah, for, when it first started, it was just Instagram and maybe right. you had a blog or something right. and you would write when you wanted to write and do like a weekly post. And that was enough. That was like good. Uh-huh. Now it's like Instagram stories, reels, shorts, TikTok, feed posts, and then like long form, <laughs> short form, and whatever else. be either entertaining or provide value. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so hard because I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. But I've done a few days without stories in a row because I have nothing to post. Yeah. And then I get a little bit called out for it. <laughs> it's like, that's great. But, like, I'm, but I, I get it. Yeah. I do because this is our jobs. Yeah, that's true. But like, but what if I have nothing to post right now? Yeah. I'm just not feeling inspired. You can't really get to that point, which is why scheduling downtime and getting back into the slow era yeah. will help us. It's a weird pressure. And people who don't have the job do not understand no. it. Because my friends who I don't text, I'm a really awful texter because I'm overstimulated uh, yeah, with like, everything else. Yeah, like I don't want to another thing. They just don't get it. Like you're on your phone. How do you not text me back? You're <laughs> like, like I'm in like work. I get it's work. I get why that would look like that to you. But it's a lot at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people who don't have the job don't get it. <laughs> it's hard. It's crazy. When you're trying to start from like ground zero and grow, you really have, have to. to just do every single day, be consistent. Yeah. You're on all the time. And like, it's just So my crazy. roommate or my best friend, she is insanely amazing at social media. Her followers just love her. She's so connected with them. Yeah. They're her friends. Her best advice is like, she literally posts six TikToks a day. And she gets back to everyone. And she's like, this is my full-time job. Yeah. She's so good at it. And it's so inspiring. But I'm like, how the heck do yeah. you do this? I post one TikTok, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, see you tomorrow. She, I know. She does it and it really, it shows for how amazing she's been able to develop her community and how far she's been able to come and grow 
it shows that consistency really is key. Yeah. And even though she's at this amazing point and has this great following, it's not like, oh, I'm done. Like, she's still doing it. Right. Like, you still have to keep There's going. Still, like, yeah. You can still keep going. It's like when, and then this is what I'm also curious to see. When we get older, like, when do when do we stop? When do we stop? When do people stop posting, like, vlogs or, like, TikToks? Like, what, is there an age that we're going to be like, I'm over this? I, or it's just like. I saw a TikTok the other day. after? <laughs> what's after? Well, I already think about, like, oh, I'm 24. I'm, like, far from. I'm saying very simple. <laughs> I'm far from having a family. But I already think about like, oh, it's going to be great content when I have a kid and I can like show the food I'm making my kid yeah. or what I eat when I'm pregnant. Like, oh, that's like what? Ten that's, years away? Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean, that's true, though, because like there is always content to be made and there's. But then there's stages as a parent yeah. or just depending on your life where that's not going to be your main priority and yeah. you cannot be as consistent. I think that's like why it's so important when you're early in your creator yeah. career to find some type of business or product or whatever it is yeah. and like also have that going just but, but then again passionate. it's like you're, you're gonna be hustling it's, it's a it's lot like, it really it's a lot is. but it's like having something that's long term long term like that you're passionate yeah. about and versus like, like well just, you have yeah because sometimes I look at these youtubers I'm like what are you gonna like how long are you gonna be able to it's, keep this going and eventually your followers are gonna grow up too and they're gonna like exactly. have real lives they're not they gonna have enough time to watch yeah. videos I'm just curious how it's gonna pan out because we've never really seen time it time will tell like I said we don't have an older generation to ask about Good it advice yeah. because like we're living it it's for so, the first time yeah it's hard so it is hard to navigate like firsthand it is hard to navigate the slow girl era <laughs> <laughs> like slow it down when there's so much to keep up with but we have to find the little times yeah. to do it, you know? What's your, like, schedule or your routine look like right now? Do you have, like, a morning routine that you do? And then, like, what are your days like? Yeah. Honestly, it's changed so much this year just as my job has changed. But my mornings are definitely slower than, like, that's the time that I like to take now that I can. Now that I'm on a little more of my own schedule. Mm -hmm. My mornings are the time I really try to not pick up my phone first thing in the morning. Because I'm like, I know that I will see those notifications yeah. and I will be on my phone the rest of the day. Why do I need to do that the second I wake up? So I do my morning routine. I get out of bed. It's not like a crazy routine, but I just go through my bathroom stuff, my making my coffee, my stretching without looking at it yet. And then I really try... I go on a lot of walks throughout the day. <laughs> a lot. I love the walks. Walks. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But one will be a work walk. And that's when I get back to emails, text people back, friends back, make plans, whatever. And then I try my hardest. This doesn't happen every day, but I'm trying for it to be every day. It's a few times a week, a no phone walk. Mm -hmm. Or yes, it's in my phone, but it's like put away. Yeah. And that walk is a very hard walk. You no, would be so surprised how hard it is to just walk in your thoughts or silence. And then I have a hard time being like, uh, whenever I have those moments, I'm like, oh, well, I could be doing this. Uh -huh. Like, I could be finishing this be or editing this. And like, I'm like, oh, well, I might as well, like, also multitask and uh -huh. like all that stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's, just I know. I was in, I went to the sauna the other day. Like, oh, this is such a great <sighs> time to do work. I'm like, or this would be a good time to like actually put my phone away for once and just yeah. take 30 minutes. For myself, that's like not going to happen again the rest of the day. No, I take but my phone in be, there, uh -huh. and it literally is like your phone is overheating. Over this is my sign telling I'm like, me I that I should not need be on my phone, phone right here. Now. Yeah, it's like thirty minutes. I should, but then our productive self is like, no, we can be getting work done. Literally, it's hard to navigate. But yeah, I try to do one work walk, one no phones walk. I'm trying harder in the sauna to not, and I don't do my phone first thing in the morning. I really need to be better about. I'm trying to get back into reading. Okay, hard. I'm. That's a good hard for one our for brain, brain though. Now. I'm yeah. like, I feel my brain turning to mush. Like I said, <laughs> like, I think I actually need this to rebuild it up. So I'm really trying to read before bed if I can. Are you into nonfiction or like? I'm yeah, I'm into nonfiction. Okay, I really, but I'm also trying to get into fiction stuff because it is a good escape. So I have the hard time of I like nonfiction more because I'm like I'm learning, I'm being right. productive, and I'm uh -huh. like fiction. I I'm not against it, but it's just <laughs> I know I'd only been a nonfiction person for the longest time because whatever yeah. I'm learning about business, I'm I'm learning, but for the part of my brain that I'm trying to nourish, at the end of the day, when I want to unwind and just watch TV mm -hmm. or go on TikTok because TikTok is like. It can massage my brain in a different way. It knows what I want to see. Yeah. I need to find a different way to like hit that entertaining, calming me down satisfaction. And that has been through 
some fiction. It's hard though. I know. But I mean, I like fiction in the sense of being able to like, get lost in it. But it's that whole like, oh, I could be doing other stuff right now. But yeah. I need to like get out of that mindset. Or and just, it's like, literally it. easier to just have a curated feed for you when yeah. it knows exactly the next video you want to see. It's That's easier. Crazy. It's easier than reading. Yeah. <laughs> and then going back to morning routines, I feel like people sometimes, I know there was a time on TikTok where it was like everyone had these perfect morning routines. They looked like the They're health like and wellness space was like a little and, bit like, uh-huh. it was almost toxic because it was like everyone looked so perfect. I'm like, I am into health and wellness, but my yeah. health and wellness does not look like that. No. Like I'm whatever I can Mine do to just get it either. done. And sometimes it's messy. My lemons aren't going to look perfect. Like it it doesn't look like that for me, but I also get it. You're making content. You want it to be aesthetic and pretty. No, I know the exact. It was that video when everyone would like fluff their white <laughs> yes. comforter. Their computer screen would like turn like <laughs> 6 o'clock a.m. Make yes. that. Cut my lemon in my perfectly lit kitchen. Yes. That, yeah, no money. And I'm like, my, I make my bed, but it does not look like that. It still like looks, I don't even know. But so, and then I realized a morning routine doesn't need to be a million steps doing all these things. I always say like, just start with two or three things that you can easily do. Whether that's like literally just standing outside getting sunlight or literally pouring yourself a glass of water. That can be your productive morning thing to do. And just build from there once you get into like good rhythm but like exactly. don't overwhelm yourself with like all no. these steps that people are doing like that is going to turn people off from like yeah. taking a moment for themselves for me my morning routine I need to stretch I wake up and I'm like I have all these cracks yeah. that I just like need to get out so I have this it's a PEMF mat but you can just like have it what is that it's basically it's like is it like an acupuncture no like it has these energetic honestly like I'm gonna say <laughs> no that I, love so I love this stuff I love the woo has like stuff, these so. energetical like things that help kind of mimic what like earthing would do for you okay. so it's like I could get like into grounding that. and like all grounding, that okay yeah but you could just do yoga mat next to your bed <laughs> but I just literally I actually like roll out of bed I fall out of bed and just go on my mat yeah. and I will just stretch I will do some cat and cows it wakes up my digestion which I need in the morning and it's simple and it's easy Anyone and it takes me that. two minutes I'm not saying I do yoga every morning right <laughs> I literally just stretch my body yeah and then I will splash some cold water on my face I try to like hit here for my vagus nerve what is it right here you have a vagus nerve which basically controls your fight or flight response okay. your digestion how you respond to a lot of things it controls your body and your hormones and splashing cold water or putting an ice cube kind of under your ear and it falls down your neck like here's your vagus nerve and you just put an ice cube Uh uh-huh or I splash cold water I do an ice cube okay I love that it depends how much time I have in the morning but that alone is great and then I make sure that I get morning sunlight because Mm -hmm. that is one of the biggest tips I have for not only good sleep But for your hormones, your cortisol, your circadian rhythm is so good for you and it slows you down too. And it gets you out of if you are just going straight to the office or straight to your computer, like you need to kind of schedule that time in two minutes. Drink your coffee out there, walk your dog, do whatever, just get two minutes minimum of morning sunlight. And I I love my morning sunlight time because it makes me feel productive and I'm literally just standing there. But I can go inside and be like, I did something good for myself and I'm healing myself and we're good to go. You can realize like that actually getting more morning sunlight is productive because it's so good for you in so many ways. Great for the people who need that production thing. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. It's you're not just like standing here for nothing. (laughs) My production things are like standing drinking water. (laughs) But no, I wanna be someone who can like read and write in the mornings and stuff but those things are a little bit like more rare it's not an every morning type thing if it's like when I can get it and I will but it's a little bit harder for me I can't read in the morning honestly I'd love to write too but it's it's not realistic for me I've done it yeah but then that's the thing everyone needs to just find what works for them and like let that be good enough and it's like okay (laughs) yeah and it's gonna change honestly yeah depending on what you're going through but so for balancing hormones, what is the number one thing people notice when they're imbalanced? Mm-hmm. And then your tip for someone who's just starting out in this journey, an yeah. easy way that people can kind of start to look at their hormones and get it balanced and figure out, you know, what's going on with my body. Exactly. Hormone imbalance is going to show up differently in literally everyone because our hormones control absolutely every function in our bodies. Like I said earlier, our digestion, our mood, it can affect mental health can affect skin health it can affect weight it can affect so many things so it really we're all so different I'd say the main things that people the main symptoms Mm -hmm. of course we can show up differently for other people but would be through skin 
through energy levels, fatigue, through extreme bloating, through awful PMS symptoms. That's not normal. Mm -hmm. If you're basically, if you just feel like you're feeling off, but you live a lifestyle that it shouldn't necessarily be feeling that way and it's not correlating and you've tried things, you've tried taking the probiotic and changing your diet around, but nothing's really correlating likely your hormones aren't completely balanced. <laughs> like I said, if you're just feeling off, yeah, likely your hormones aren't balanced. That's the most common thing. And then with bloating, with. is it normally like people see it in their stomach? Yeah. And I'm not talking about like the painful right after you eat, like in te- small intestinal bacterial overgrowth bloating, more like that layer of water that just feels uncomfortable. It's not like, oh, I ate something and now I feel bad. It's like, oh, I just constantly feel this like layer of discomfort. I had this theory for myself because I was like, I work out a good amount and yeah. I eat relatively healthy, but I also, I will say I have always been someone with a fast metabolism. And so I yeah. kind of, I'm always hungry and I'm always eating. Yeah. And so I've been telling myself, I'm like, for someone who works out as much as I do, like, and people I think look at me because I'm small and they yeah. think I'm going to have like a flat stomach or like abs and stuff. And I yeah. just don't have that. I have like you know, a little cushion there. And it's not bad. I just have noticed it before. And then sometimes I'm like, well, you do eat whatever you want most of the time. So then I'm like, okay, is that it? But then there's other times where I'm like, or is it like my hormones and stuff? But then I'm like, I don't like, it's hard to know what it it is. Or is it just being a woman? Right. And then it's like, aren't supposed to have like rock solid abs because we have this protection layer, especially once we get to that, like during our fertile years, it's only going to be more like our body really is trying to prepare us for pregnancy. Like without us knowing with even if we're single whatever that's just like that time yeah and sometimes that means adding a little extra cushion yeah like a soft little stomach okay because because like that's just our body's way of human nature yeah sometimes but if it's uncomfortable or you're like you know really like this doesn't feel like you yeah it could be a little bit of either estrogen dominance or Mm -hmm. a little bit like high cortisol can make you hold on to excess water there's things like that a lot. It could be a lot. <laughs> I think it's like for me, I'm like, I think I'm pretty balanced. Like I've never yeah. noticed any like crazy issues. So I feel lucky in that sense. Yeah. But if someone was wanted to get tested, like what is that process typically or how can someone, you know, like who do they go see? Like is it someone yeah. like you or do they have to go to their doctor first? Like what kind of honestly you know, what's that process? Any gynecologist okay. test your hormones. Any doctor you're seeing can test your hormones. It's really in A lot of doctors will not if you're on birth control because they'll be like, oh, that's a synthetic number, whatever. I still personally, my belief if you're on birth control is, okay, well, I want to know what my levels look like on birth control because it's going to – birth control is going to show up different for everyone. Is my estrogen way too high when I'm on birth control? Should we affect or should we adjust the medication? That's my take on it. I think doctors should test if you ask. But any doctor can test – if they're giving you a hard time, just like ask more, but it's testing your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, mm-hmm. your cortisol levels. Most doctors would know what to test if mm-hmm. you tell them you want just a full run up of it. Right. And, and, you know, insurance covers. It's not like this weird yeah. woo-woo test to ask for. It's not this super no. expensive thing that you have to no, go to. No, like it really shouldn't to be. Go to. Okay. And then if you're already doing it, I always think people should just throw in just testing their thyroid as well. Okay. Because it's it's only becoming more common is kind of just off thyroid and little changes supplement-wise or medication-wise if you need it can help. Are well. there certain foods that you're like, these are really good foods for hormonal balancing or yeah. that you really recommend or that you eat I do or anything? I, I think a huge focus is healthy fats and protein for a multitude of reasons. Number one, blood sugar balance. That directly correlates with our cortisol levels, our insulin levels. There's like the whole <laughs> Zemvic thing talk, like oh with like it's insulin. A, yeah. Like how do we steady things out? And like something you could really do is blood sugar balance your meals, which means, yeah, having enough protein and fat with your carbs to keep things more stable. That also helps with healthy fats fuel our hormones. So for low in estrogen or there's it basically feeds our hormones to like produce the amount that they need to produce. Right. So healthy fats to me are like MCT oil, avocados, fatty fish, omegas, grass fed meats. And then food wise, I think it kind of like changes throughout your cycle. There's different, not in a like crazy and obtainable way, but different things you can focus on. 
when our estrogen gets a little bit high during our follicular ovulatory phase, focusing on fiber is really, really important during that time. Okay. And that's going to help balance your hormones. Is there- All dependent. Yeah. Is there something that you recommend first thing in the morning, like this is what you should focus on eating as your first meal or- Protein, protein, protein. Protein, okay. And that's going to be different for everyone. People who have egg intolerances, people who have dairy intolerance, you got to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. But- you need to be getting at least minimum 15 grams of protein in the morning. That is going to set up your hormones, set up your cortisol, set up your blood sugar for the day. When you're doing your morning protein, what is like a good 15 grams that you can easily get in? Is it two eggs? What does that look like? For me, I know a lot of people don't do dairy. For me, I'm like great with cottage cheese and yogurt. Okay. Like those make me feel great and I find it the easiest way to get it in. One of those small little yogurts or small little cottage cheese cups that you can get literally are like 18 to 20 grams. Really? That's like without adding anything else on it. Okay. So to me, that's such an easy way because honestly, protein powders make me feel worse than dairy does. Other, everyone has their thing, I you know? I agree. Like, sometimes those powders kind of sketch me out a little. Yeah, I'm they like, upset my stomach. I'm like, I would rather just get it, like, through food. Yeah, through, like, a single ingredient food. Yeah. But obviously, like, two sco- scoops of a protein powder can make up 20 grams. I love cottage cheese. I love Greek yogurt. Those are such easy ways. A handful of eggs with, like, some turkey bacon. Yeah. When you're in a pinch of protein bar, once you just start having the realization of like, I want to up my protein and you start finally looking at the back of yeah, labels. Yeah, I always look for the protein on the labels every yeah. time. I'm, whenever there's like a lot of protein in something, I'm like, okay, I'm like, yep, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. Even like chia pudding. Love that as a breakfast, but not a ton of protein. Okay. They may be like six grams depending on how many chia seeds you put in there. So I like to add either Greek yogurt into it or mix in collagen protein with the Greek yogurt and up my protein that way. For regulating blood sugar levels, is there something you recommend throughout the day or something to avoid at night so that it's not going to spike or, you know, whatnot? The main thing is if you're being consistent with your protein, it's not going to. When you're eating sole carbs alone, so overnight oats in the morning, just oats and oat milk, right? And honey to sweeten it and banana on top. That can cause a blood sugar quick spike, which is just going to feel like which is going to lead to a big drop, which is going to feel so shitty. You're going to feel shaky and right. hungry. So it's like those soul carbs, but it's not about avoiding carbs. It's just about balancing them right. So mm-hmm. that's when you add the Greek yogurt or the protein powder in and some healthy fats from, you know, nut butter or like granola has honestly a lot of fats in it. It's like that. You just have to balance it right. So yeah, throughout your day, just making sure that your meals and snacks aren't just a soul you know, carbs, adding more protein to it or fat and eating consistently, honestly, going long, long periods without eating throughout the day is going to, your blood sugar is going to drop. When you eat, it's going to quickly spike to kind of save you and have you feel good. So if you're eating every like three to four hours, obviously don't eat when you're not hungry, but I, I don't do well with like massive meals that are going to leave me not hungry for hours. I do better with the like smaller, more consistent yeah, meals. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. I need to kind of eat throughout the day. Yeah. Otherwise I get moody and like, uh-huh. yeah. Then my stomach hurts. Like it's just not great. <laughs> and then nighttime, are you avoiding anything before bed? Are you stopping at a certain time? Like yeah. anything like that? Honestly, not anymore. Okay. I used to be so into that. Like you would hear, you need to stop eating by 7 p.m. Like whatever it is. <laughs> And then I would just be overeating at night. And then the second the clock, like, I can't, like, eat, I can't anymore. eat anymore. So I need to get it all in now. So I'm not hungry later. And it just like led to more harm than good, honestly. Yeah. So once I took those rules out and just started listening to my body again, last night I had a snack at 10 p.m. But I'm like, <laughs> that usually doesn't happen, but I did. And it was fine. And I felt better than not. And I slept better than not, you know? Yeah. Okay. I want to get into cycle syncing. Yeah. Because that was, I think, when I first probably saw one of your TikToks about it and started learning about it. And then the reason I connected with you was because I think I had mentioned it at some point and Luke from Alfalfa, he reached out and was like, oh, I should connect you with my friend Paige. Like she knows all about that stuff going into it. So that was like how I kind of heard about you. But yeah, for people who don't know what cycle syncing is, do you want to just kind of give a quick rundown on that? Sure. Cycle syncing, it's a term coined by Elisa Vitti. Basically, it's been around for a very long time before she coined that term about living in alignment with your cycle. And we have four phases in our cycle, our menstrual phase, our follicular phase, our ovulatory phase, and our luteal phase. That happens within the span of like 30 days. We have four different phases. Obviously, we have different days, but around a month, those four phases happen. 
And during each phase, our hormone levels either rise or drop dramatically. It's not like it's pretty consistent throughout the month. So each phase correlates with different hormone levels. And hormone levels, whether they're too low, whether they're too high, correlate with different symptoms. So there are, and this all goes back to what we were talking about earlier, when we're in that like go, go, go grind mentality where every day is the same and we wake up and do berries and go to work and we, and we're not like stepping back and realizing the changes happening in our body. That's why we don't feel well. Right. So when you can step back and realize our hormones are changing so much throughout this month, there's things that I can be doing to live in alignment with when they drop, with when they spike to help me feel better. It's going to change so much. You'll be easier on yourself too before learning about it. Why am I so hungry right now? Like all mad at myself. Oh, that's because my hormones and I'm actually burning more during this phase and I have to like preparing me to drop an egg. You know what I mean? Like a lot's going on. So yeah, living in alignment with your cycle means correlating different foods and lifestyle changes and exercises with what's going on with your hormone levels at the time. And that's, so that's like a good way to kind of balance your hormones is by cycle syncing. And by making your cycle easier. So not having awful PMS and it can help, you know, if you're having skin issues, if you're having weight issue, if you're having these underlying hormone issues, living in alignment with your cycle will overall help. Yeah. So I also, I don't know if you've heard it this way before too, where people compare it to like seasons and like your menstrual is your winter and then right after is obviously like spring and like those four seasons and it kind of like correlates in that same way. But if we want to just kind of break down each cycle and for example, like menstrual, you want to take a break, you kind of want to be alone, kind of breaking down the activities, foods, things that we recommend for each cycle. Yeah. Our menstrual phase, that's when we start bleeding. Like that's day one of your menstrual phase. You're losing a lot of blood. You're losing iron. It's the time to slow down to when we talk about seasons and, you know, in the winter time, we're slowing down. Mm-hmm. More. This is the time to slow down physically. Your body is going through a lot. Think of all like I actually try to imagine like, inside my body, all that's happening. That's why you feel tired. Your body is doing so much. Right. So you're tired. It's not the time to go do the hit class and push yourself to an extreme because it's gonna lead to you not feeling well it's like when you're like like, need to hibernate a little yeah you need to hibernate and let your body do its thing and that's when you focus on eating a good amount of protein eating iron rich foods like I said it's not the time for the hit it's more the time for the stretching the going on the walks the walks without the phone the like very much slowing down nutrient warming foods so go back to winter as we call it in the season warming foods is kind of like like we put heating pads on like mm-hmm. outside of our stomach during our period, but also in the inside, it's going to really help with cramps. It's going to warm us up. It's going to help the process of releasing be a lot smoother. Yeah. So like oatmeal, stews, soups, rich, well-cooked veggies, choose that over like raw salads. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like a good time to also, I feel like take a break like you said like slow down and it's like you probably should avoid doing a big project or starting something brand new so I feel like like the whole slowing down thing is huge and once you learn about this it doesn't it's gonna feel so second nature right because it's what we're used to yeah but it takes retraining to get us back into that because we've gotten so far disconnected but I think we're hard on ourselves sometimes like why am I not motivated today why like what's going on oh yeah, <laughs> like this is yes. happening in my body. This is what's going on. So it's like, it's usually that time when you feel like less creative, less motivated Yeah, for a good reason. You so know? then after menstrual winter, yes. we've got spring. So what is the- So your follicular phase. Okay, follicular. And not everyone ovulates. Ovulation is a part of your follicular phase. Okay. So we can put that in a bigger umbrella. Ovulation is a part of your follicular phase. So we can just talk about the follicular phase kind okay. of as one. But that is when your hormone levels start to rise. So after that release, your hormone levels are low. They're going to start coming back up. And hormones, like, are a great thing. Like, we feel good when we have adequate amount of hormones. So that's when you'll start feeling that. That's when you're like, oh, wait, like, I want to go on a date. I want to go run. I want to, yeah, you're going to feel it. That's when you have that random creative idea that, like. Like, productive. uh Okay. You're more productive. While the hormone levels are getting high and that's such a great thing, that is the time to like push yourself exercise wise. That's the time to – because you do have added 
energy, it's easier to honestly build muscle during that time. So is that better to do the HIIT classes or the HIIT classes, strength training? High levels of hormones are great, but when they get too high, that's when symptoms will start to come again. Okay. So that's when you focus on what can I do to help support my hormones from not becoming excess. Like estrogen dominance is a huge thing that we hear talked about now. I Our estrogen is rising during this time. That's why I say that. There's not a ton of things you need to do. It's not like this crazy thing. Our liver knows to clear out excess hormones. Our liver knows to clear out excess chemicals we're exposed to. Like that's our liver's job. So during this time, you just want to be giving your liver extra love to support it from clearing those excess hormones. So to support your liver, that's the high fiber foods, the leafy greens. This is a better time to have like a raw salad than it would be during your menstrual phase because that's going to help clear that excess dandelion root tea, the lemon water, the things that really help clear things through. Okay. And then next cycle is So then, yeah, then you, at the end of the follicular phase, it hits that ovulatory phase. That's when things get highest. And then you move into your luteal phase. Okay. And luteal phase is the longest phase that we're in. It ends up, obviously, everyone's phases or cycle lengths are different, ends up being around two weeks. You'll be slowly riding down that high of the ovulatory phase when you're just, like, feeling so, like, honestly high. Yeah. So the beginning of your luteal phase, you're not that tired yet, but things start to taper down. So honestly, when I feel the most normal is that beginning of the luteal phase. Yeah. Hormone levels are still good. There's not that much you need to do, but you can like feel things are slowing down. Then that last week of the luteal phase, that's like your PMS week. So that's when you're preparing for the whole cycle to start again, preparing for the release. Definitely know when I'm the week before my period, I'm always crying, emotionally, all the things. So yeah, same. (laughs) But that's when like our stomach is literally moving and cramp wise and whatever, because it's preparing for that release again. Like so much happens during that 30 days, obviously. But so the beginning of your luteal phase, there's not, like I said, that much you have to do, but things are slowing down. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not, you know, listen to your body because if you're feeling that run, like Go for a run. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's, like, a good, like, like workout Everyone's going to kind of feel a little bit different. Okay. So the best thing is to listen to your body. But it's it's not the best time to push yourself to an extreme. It's the better time to, like, that beginning, that first week of your luteal phase, really just tune into what your body's asking you for. Because it's going to tell you, and it's going to be different every month. Mm-hmm. But that last week, which is your PMS week, start slowing down again. So a better time for Pilates. Okay. Walks. You know, strength training in a strategic way. You know, not not the hit strength training, but like lifting weights, yoga, mm-hmm. stretching. If you're having a really, because it's going to be different for everyone and it's going to change every month. If you're having a lot of symptoms, just more stretching and resting and recovery, you know, preparing yeah. for the cycle to start again. And then food wise, to make your cycle easier, again, the warming foods like that you'll continue through the menstrual phase. So the warming soups, the oats, the all of that. We crave dark chocolate for a reason. <laughs> it's like the magnesium in it. Okay. So magnesium supplementation is great, but okay. also dark chocolate, cacao in your food. You know, I like to add cacao in my smoothies, flaxseed, because that can help whether your hormones are too low, too high. Your body knows kind of how to take it. You want to keep up the also healthy fats because the healthy fats are going to make your cycle a lot easier because it knows that it's coming. Okay. So it knows like, oh, I can continue to like produce this. My body's safe and supported. Like, let's not make this a hard cycle for her. I love that. That's like a goal of mine is to start cycle singing. I like gave it a try at one point and I got this app. I think it was called like 28 or something. But okay. then I kept like forgetting to tell them when my period yeah. started and stopped. So it just was off. But is there something you recommend like an app or a tracking or a way to do it yeah. that you use? There's honestly so many apps. The Flow app. Okay. She, I like it because she'll or she'll the app <laughs> it's like honestly a girl on there because like there's talk no way i am not a man it's not a man deciding this <laughs> it's not <laughs> but it will tell you what phase you're in you can really learn how to do it yourself too i mean it's going to be different for everyone depending on how long your period lasts some people have a three-day period some people have a seven-day period but like day one through five ish mm-hmm. is your menstrual phase okay the day that your period ends is the day your follicular phase starts and then it will go into that and then you'll more than anything it it has to be intuitive because like i said none of us are on this like perfect 30 day thing some of us don't ovulate every month you really kind of need to lean into it 
because it's going to be different mm-hmm. day-wise. So that's why I can't be like, this day right. starts this and this day it starts this. But you can track on a calendar, obviously. You can be like, oh, my period ended, so I'm moving into that follicular phase. And then you can know about like a week and a half to two weeks before your period's going to start again. That's when your luteal phase yeah. is. I think just even knowing the order and like, the signs to look for mood-wise yeah. and energy level-wise, I think is like a helpful way to be able to be more intuitive about it too. Exactly. So. And then anytime you're being hard on yourself about increased appetite or decreased motivation or not wanting to work out, you can bring up your app or bring up your calendar and be like, that's why. Yeah. And what can I do to support my body to like feel better right now? Right. Yeah. I love that. Okay. You had like a series that was about LA salads, right? Yes, I do did. you have like a few places that are like because the, the other day I was driving around, I was like, I just want a salad, but I don't know where to yeah. go. Like, where are like some good places in, in LA that you think are like, the top five, top three, whatever salad places that you go to? Okay. My top three ended up being the, so there's this place called The Window. I don't know if you're Okay. Is that a burger place? Yeah. <laughs> you, okay. Yes. The burger place. Okay. <laughs> if you literally go up to a window, it's $8. Okay. Because <laughs> I tried the $44 Beverly Hills hotel salad. Like yeah. this $8 kale salad from The Window is one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. It is okay. so good. I mean, I've been there before. I just don't think I've gotten this. Yeah, salad. why would you think to get the kale salad there? No. They massage it so well. The dressing is just so light. Everything in it, it's perfect. I might on the way home stop by. You absolutely should. It is okay. so good. And then I love Goop Kitchen. Where is – is that in Brentwood? It's, or no? it's weird. Can they I? have a few ghost kitchens. Oh, So okay, it's okay. like they don't have their own store – but they like share it. It's mainly to go. Okay. So you have to like pick it up to go. Yeah. But they have the best salads. They have a winter chopped. I guess it changes seasonally. But their chopped salad is unreal. And then they have this salad called the Brentwood Chinese chicken salad. Okay. And I'm allergic to gluten. Like I can never really have Chinese chicken salads for like a lot of reasons. And it is so good because it's gluten free. And they use cauliflower like wonton. So weird. Okay. So good. And so when it's a ghost kitchen, can you just still like Google or like yeah, put you it can, in your like, maps and it pops up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just put it in your maps or like online it will tell you. They have different locations. Like they have okay. one in El Segundo. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not too far. But they have one in Santa Monica, Brentwood, like maybe more Sautel area. Mm-hmm. They're opening a ton. And then. So good. And then Alfalfa. Because Alfalfa, like I love building my own salad there, but all of their combinations are just so interesting and that's what I love in food like Mm -hmm. I'm the weird ice cream flavor girl like I'll like I like the weird same and so I like they just like throw things in a little bit different they're such a good bang for your buck too like those are massive that's good to know because I feel like lately I've been in LA I'm like how is everything so expensive here yeah no there's I really they do such a good job of being mindful of prices and they source things all locally and quality Love alfalfa. Because those are like the three uh-huh. you recommend. Cool. Yes. Okay. You also post a lot about cottage cheese. I do. We're going to finish on cottage cheese. <laughs> but I want to make cottage cheese cool because I love cottage you cheese, like but it? I'm so embarrassed by it. No, like even when I like am at the grocery store and I'm reaching for it on the shelf, I'm like, don't look at me. If there's like a cute right? boy, I'm like, ew. <laughs> like, I don't want you to know I no. – That and like tuna, canned tuna. I'm like so my embarrassed. My favorite foods. Same. Like literally I my love canned foods. tuna. I love – that's literally what I said last year. Honestly, like a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm going to make cottage cheese cool again. I'm like, I know this is embarrassing. Even just the like, name. Grandma, I'm like, it's just awful. It's terrible. Someone commented on it. It's like a year and a half ago. This is before I like started posting a ton of it. Like, it just reminds me of like a yeast infection. It's <laughs> so like, gross. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> Literally. It's just, it's embarrassing. Honestly. Yeah. I, never, like, I would never tell my crush I liked cottage cheese. I would cheese. know. And I would never be like, want me to make us a snack? It's going to be cottage cheese and berries. Like, no, thank you. Horrible. But it's so good. Best meal ever is cottage cheese and berries and honey. I love cottage cheese. Honey. Like, have you ever oh. tried it with pepper? Uh-huh. So good. So You good. get literally so many combinations. Sweet, savory yes. on toast. Anything. I blend it. I'm here for the cottage cheese. I'm here for it. <laughs> but it's literally embarrassing. That and tuna salad. But- I love I love canned tuna. The protein. High in protein. Yeah. It's easy. Like it's cheap. It's affordable. Affordable. You can bring it anywhere. <laughs> okay. I Not don't know about anyone. like you, yeah. but bring it anywhere. Yeah. But no, the cottage cheese thing has been so funny because, yeah, like I said, started like a year and a half ago. Just like, I'm going to make this cool again. And then a lot of people were like, well, I can't stand the texture. Like the texture grossing me out. Yeah, I've never been weird about texture. texture- 
just, either. I'm fine with whatever texture. Same. But I was like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Let's try blending. It. Yeah. So that's then I started crazy. blending it like last year, and that started like picking up. People are like, oh, okay, I can get behind that. This looks creamy and good, and it's very high protein. So then it kind of just turned to a lot of like crazy recipes. I was gonna it. say you've made some things that I'm like, that's with cottage. Like, cra- I like, need to try some of them. Cottage but, like- cheese ice cream now people are doing i'm like okay great we're kind of in a cottage cheese movement now and i'm loving it like i'm seeing it everywhere maybe it's just my for you page but like this is recent <laughs> I, I think you, you have a lot to do with I'm it like, so if you're gonna be the cottage cheese like girl. i might have like started this. yeah i'm i love it so good though people gotta give it a chance yeah we need to make it more normalized and we cute do. and cool <laughs> like, we're getting there i like joked about this this is literally so long ago when i was like it hadn't picked up yet like i want to make a sweatshirt that says hot girls eat cottage cheese you should i want to cottage cheese core <laughs> that like the theme but, right i think would people like i think it'd be so cute and people would buy it because it's funny but then like people will not wear that out <laughs> that could be your merch yeah i'll think um, about it <laughs> is there anything next for you like anything i know you did the in sync Yes. Powder. Yes, that was so fun. Yeah. Anything else? Like, have you thought about more products or anything that you're excited about? I would or love can to. Share? I am, in like a week probably now, going to start a newsletter where okay. like twice a week I'm going to be sending out hormone tips, recipes every week, cycle syncing things, weekly favorites as far as hormones, and just like deep talks because it's hard to do that on yeah. TikTok in under 60 seconds. Yeah. There's so much more I want to talk about. So yeah, I'm starting a newsletter, which will be fun. Have you ever thought about podcasting? I would freaking love to podcast. I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I feel like that you have so much good knowledge that like, you could even do shorter podcasts and just do, I like... I would love to do. You know, that would little, like, like tips and tricks here and there. Be so fun. Yeah. That, like, I'm putting that on my... I mean, it's already been on, but, like, within the next year, that would be very fun to yeah, start up as well. do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Where thank can you. everyone find you on socials? Yes. I, like, I'll leave all the thing. show notes, but like page dot Lindgren on Instagram and then page Lindgren on TikTok. I'll leave everything in the show notes <laughs> so people you. can find you. But Amazing. thanks again. And that was so fun. This has been great. So fun. <laughs>